The show you're about to listen to may contain themes of violence, occult activity, strong language, and other sensitive material, as well as a trigger warning. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only, and we mean nothing but respect to the parties involved. Listener discretion is advised. We strive to tell stories in a truthful manner, but press, media, and other sources cannot be verified. Sources can be found in the show notes. Hello. Hi. And happy new year. Happy new year. Welcome to the first episode of Brain Soup. Season two. Two. The first episode of 2023. Oof. Oof. That's crazy. That's insane. I can't believe it's 2023. I know. And like, I don't know, just people posting memories of like other years has been really hitting because like 2019 was four years ago. You. I graduated four years ago. Oh, don't even. It'll be four years in May. <laughs> See, this year, it'll be two years for me in May. Oh. So, a fun time. It oh. feels gross. Like, you wouldn't think that as you grew older, you would actually, like, think about it this way. Because I never yeah. thought about it. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot because I'm a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And the school that we both went to is normally a two-year, but because of how I'm doing it, I'll be here for about three. I was, too. Yep. So I'm just like, wow, I'm really – this is my last semester of, like, my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Because last year was, like, my first year, but I don't know why this year went by so fast. It just – because we had each other, I think, honestly. I think we did – well, because I don't know. Because we met a year ago, like – like basically today today or like we met online basically on the sixth yeah but the in person like sometime next week a year Mm -hmm. ago i don't know but because i had covid the first week of the the spring semester last year so i came into class late um but i don't know my whole life flipped around once we i started you know hanging out where we do and stuff like it did a full like new job new friends new groups like uh, that's what college does it does it was really and it didn't do that until like my second semester mm-hmm. and but i don't know life changes life and now changes. it's been a year since you know all that stuff so mm-hmm. it's weird because i'm technically a senior in college which yeah. feels disgusting to well, me because you graduated from here here where i still go mm-hmm. and you graduated literally the semester we met mm-hmm. so yeah. And I went here for three years, and now I'm at my new institution, and I'll be there for another two. So technically, I'm a senior, but according to my new one, I am not because I only take so many credits. Yeah. Yeah. But I graduated with over 108 credits. It happens, and I'm going to literally be the same way, but it's because you got two certificates, right? No, I got two you degrees got... and a certificate. Okay, yes. And I'm getting two certificates and, and a, degree. a degree. So, so you're opposite. So I, we're like flipped around. But, you know, it's, we're living. We're living. And it's 2023. A lot of changes. And we'll see where this year brings us. I quit one of my jobs. You did quit one of your jobs. So a lot less stress on me on that Very part. proud of you for doing that. I think you may have mentioned that in the last I, episode I, that 
I might have like put my two weeks in at that point. But yeah. It's done, and I picked up another shift at my other job. Mm-hmm. And very fun. Not last night, <laughs> as of <laughs> where we're recording this, but I love my job so much. Yeah, and I loved my other job too, but mm-hmm. it was time. And and I mean, you know when it's time, because that's how I was a barista. Mm -hmm. I was a barista for a very long period of my life. It was my first job. But once I got down here, I knew it was time to, Mm -hmm. like, move on from that. And now I'm doing stuff in my career path. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, you know when it's time and you know when you got to go. Yeah. And that's just how it is. I was a party hostess for three years. Yeah. Right after I turned 16. So I worked 16 and 19 as a party hostess. And mm-hmm. then I moved over to a counter attendee for about three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. and now I'm another counter attendee somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But a lot better of a yeah area. And I mean, that's good, though. And I'm very proud of you. We, we, we you. making big moves in 2023. Yeah this year boy literally big move i really hope i move out this year okay yeah that's my goal is to move out good shit and get my own apartment good shit or house or whatever i plan on mm-hmm. but that's the big one that's of this some, year that's awesome well best wishes to you on that i'm i know we'll hear all about it because you'll I'm, hear every step not of the like way. we don't talk every day yes just the most random things every day we could always give updates on we whatever's could. going on mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, we're living. We are living. Um, and uh, any other news? I don't think I got any other news. Not really that I know of. We're both starting up schools here shortly. That next week, I think. Week uh, after. Week after. Mm-hmm. This break was so long. oddly long. Yeah. It's like, it was like five weeks long for me. Yeah. Because I didn't have real finals because the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got out like a week I got out on December 5th, so I've been out for, like, a month already. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I, think I got out around then, too. Like, the 7th or the 8th was my last final. Yeah. But, it's yeah. It's been an oddly long break. I mean, I'll take it. I needed it. I, I needed that. I really needed it. I made a, like, the only thing that took it out of me this semester was my documentary. Mm-hmm. I made a documentary. It's amazing. If any of you want to watch it um self-plug also get that self-plug <laughs> yeah <laughs> follow us on brain soup accounts yes we has not <laughs> plugged them in a while no facebook is brain soup yep just brain soup um instagram is brain soup podcast and twitter is brain soup bt mm-hmm. and sorry they all have different names we tried to it just happened it, that way yeah it just happens you know um, and then we are going to be starting a tiktok here soon we just got to figure that out yeah bria's running that because i will be ready i'm that. not a tiktok person i am on tiktok but yes i'm not that creative and i'm just with the, that stuff. the fangirl on tiktok who cries over famous people as one yeah. does i cry over animals on tiktok yeah yeah we know we, i know we we send each other so many things on tiktok that it just gets us in our giggles a lot it of it's drag race stuff a lot of it is drag race stuff especially with the new season coming out or even um, if I find just like random of your queens or my yeah, queens. Yeah, and I do the same because they're crazy people, but I love them all yes. dearly. 
Because I find some weird ones of pre all the time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think I find, like, I find a lot of Lem ones. Yeah. Weird. Lemon's just legendary. She is. I I end up finding her. And then who else do I end up finding? I end up just finding, like, rankings of, like, mm-hmm. verses I do too. and songs. Yep. Like, I haven't even seen the new Canada vs. the World, but the Bonjour High. That's the one I was jamming to in the car really, today. It's stu- it gets stuck in my head. So I know that song because it was all over TikTok. Which one? Or all three of them? Because there's three, three different groups. I, um, I don't know. I, I All of them. The one with Rita Vega uh, is the one I always end up scrolling across just because I don't her verse is kind of funny. Like, I know she's been under some hot water lately. Oh, big time. Uh, but her verse, just the way she holds herself in it makes me cackle. Because the other two are where it's at for me. Yeah. Specifically Isis. Okay. And her verse. Yeah. It gets me, like, in orbit. In orbit. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, If you see my Twitter, you will just randomly see her verse, like, me retweeting it. Because it goes that. through my head constantly. I love that. Or if it's, um... Even Raja's verse. Raja got me. Yeah, like, I've I had a change of heart. I used to not like Raja as much, but and now I absolutely adore her. <laughs> I've been loving Silky. Me too. I literally could not stand her for like the first season that we saw her. And now I like love her. That whole season was like pure drama. It was. It was pretty rough. Brooklyn in that season <laughs> in Untucked gets me so I see, hard. I, I need to get on watching Untucked, but I God. never watch Untucked. You have to watch at least that season. Um, I just, but Brooklyn Heights is one of my favorite queens anyway, so. If you see her in Untucked, that is me in any social interaction. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Vanjie and that's probably one of my top seasons, not gonna lie to you. That was my first one Just I because I love Vanjie mm-hmm. and I love Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of my favorite seasons. And now we're having a drag race talk, even though we should have saved this. We earlier. are literally going to be talking about true crime. But, you know, we needed that for we what did. we're going to be talking about because it's a rough case today. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and it's my turn this week, even it though is. this was kind of a fan suggested, right? It was one of your friends. It that was suggested a fan it. suggested case yeah technically it wasn't from any of our social medias Mm -mm. but she texted me yeah question mark yes so this one's for you allison i believe it was allison i think so uh this one's for you and she was showing me the list and i was looking at it i'm like oh lisa lamb oh my god i was invested in this case for a while because it's so it's weird and it's recent yeah and the documentary just came out the documentary not very long ago yeah so actually this is the documentary is actually where i got a lot of the notes that's where i got the majority of the notes okay because they actually had people who stayed at the cecil at the same time that she was there and uh if you know a little bit more about the cecil (laughs) i do know quite a bit about the cecil um do you want me to go into a little bit about about the cecil Cecil just to start off yeah okay so the cecil hotel is this kind of like eerie spooky hotel downtown LA. in downtown la and a lot of shit has happened at this hotel mm-hmm. like i don't know if it was like 40 in the 40s of murders and like suicides have happened it was there was overdoses suicides yes. and uh murders yeah <laughs> and like other like freaky stuff going on yeah what is weird about this hotel is that they don't 
it's basically like a live-in hotel mm-hmm. so they can't really do background checks on you so that's why yeah. a lot of people stay there is because they don't do background checks so a lot of people that just get out of prison or mm-hmm. people stay there yeah so it's and, not a very good place oh no to be but it's very famous there are many famous serial killers famous people mm-hmm. um just and famous people who have been murdered have stayed there all mm-hmm. around um, there is a season of American Horror Story based on, based on this called um, American Histori- Horror Story Hotel. Lady Gaga is in that season. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm a big American Horror Story fan. I still have to get so, into it. Even before I watched horror films and stuff, I watched American Horror Story. Okay. So it's very good. Um, but it's all around just not a good place, not no, a good hotel to be at. Down the, it's around the area where there's a place called Skid Row, yeah. and that's where the majority of the homeless population lives. Mm-hmm. Or not, there's a lot of homeless, homeless population, drug addicts, yeah, everything, everything. And if people, I found this out, if people were just like dropped out of mental hospitals, they would be put on Skid Row, mm-hmm. and that's messed up. That is really messed up. It's because. I mean, there's no support for people who maybe didn't have, like, resources like a home or, like, family. There's no – still today, there's no resources for people who go to a mental hospital, have that issue, and then, you know, are, like, released. Even out of prison, too. Yes. So they, you know, kind of just get – pushed whatever and then that's why they won't succeed Mm -hmm. in their lives and that's really tough that really sucks like that shouldn't happen to them um i don't know you know what kind of help they could get but because of whatever issues they may have you know had you know they may not know where to go for this stuff and it really sucks that they will just kind of be like dropped off it's as a person who has stayed around L.A. or has been in L.A. itself, mm-hmm. even at the boardwalk, there was a huge amount yeah. of homeless people. I mean, yeah. there's it a was huge scary. amount. Yeah, there's a huge amount of homeless, homeless people in general. Everywhere. Um, I especially have a lot of experience with the homeless population from my job as mm-hmm. a barista yep. in our, the it's called Midtown in here where we live but i it's downtown Mm -hmm. to me in the downtown area of our home city Mm -hmm. um i dealt with it every Every day day. and so i have such empathy and i feel so much for them Mm -hmm. because of you know i was still in my fundamental years at that point and i still am i'm 20 Mm -hmm. so you know you still are too like we're young we're young um so Like, I grew up 16, 17, helping these people. So I have such empathy and I feel so much for them that, you know. And you've seen overdoses. You've seen everything. Yes. I had to be trained in Narcan at 16 right when I first, you know. That's scary. You know, I've cleaned up residue of, Mm -hmm. you know, drugs in the bathroom and stuff like that. that. So it's like. It's scary stuff, and I really feel for these people, oh, for sure. and I want them to get help, you know, but it's if they want it, too. Mm-hmm. It's if they know where their resources are, if they want it, you know, there's so many factors into it. It's just the fact of a lot of it's affordability, too, especially yeah. in L.A., because yeah. everything in L.A. is so expensive. Yeah. Especially living out there. I bet. 
couldn't be couldn't like, be me even when because when i went to drag con we ubered everywhere mm-hmm. and just driving down the road yeah there was tents lined on streets just on like side roads not yeah. even like the main roads either mm-hmm. and we weren't even in downtown la Mm-hmm. This was just like near the Los Angeles Convention Center. Yeah. So even when we went downtown, or not downtown, to uh, where the Hollywood Walk of Fame is, mm-hmm. there was tents there. There was at the boardwalk. The boardwalk was terrifying. I bet. Because they're was. aggressive. They they are. They are. Because, I mean, they are probably high. Or withdrawal. Or withdrawing. And, you know. They want, they are, what's, I'm starting, where am I looking for the words? They will do what they can to get what Mm -hmm. they want, and that's what leads them to the aggression and stuff like that. And it's it's scary, but it's also sad. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. It just, it makes me think that there should be some type of affordability help to get these people the help that they need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, counselors need to work with them if they're out of, you know, prison mm-hmm. or if they're, you know, um, leaving a mental institution. But that's not always the case no. either. So there's no way to really. It's hard. It's very hard. It's a really tricky subject. It is very tricky. Yeah. That's just like a little bit of it uh, inside of where the area was where the Cecil mm-hmm. is. Because Skid Row is one of the biggest homeless populations is as well as the more aggressive yes so it kind of might put a little bit of a place of where elisa's mind might have went yes as in like a fight or flight type thing we don't know Mm -hmm. just like the area is sketchy like even where we live i'm on edge all the time yeah so it and she's not even from the united states no she's She's from uh canadian yeah Yep. But she was born in Hong Kong. Yes. Or she, her family immigrated from Hong Kong to Canada. Mm-hmm. And she was actually studying abroad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Even, I don't even know if she was studying abroad. She might have just like, hey, I want to go somewhere yeah. to get away and see some things. Because she didn't originally go to L.A. She went to San Francisco and then went to L.A. Mm-hmm. So she might have been on like a excursion to get some type of um, stress relief. Yeah. Because that's why, that's a lot of the reason why I went to DragCon and get away because yeah. I just got out of my institution of college yeah. and you I graduated. Won. I graduated. It was like a reward. It was a reward, reward to myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I try to go on a trip every summer, you know, everybody needs mm-hmm. stuff like that in their lives. Even the DC trip that I just yeah. went on, that was, even though it was a school sanctioned trip, it was... It was a Real, social, relief. Yeah, it like, was a vacation type It was thing. a vacation. I got to have leisure, you mm-hmm. know. Everybody needs stuff like that yeah. in their lives. A little bit of self-care. Mm-hmm. Shall we begin? We shall begin. So, Elisa Lamb's story begins on April 30th of 1991 in Vancouver, Canada. So, I, I'm assuming she might have been born in Canada. Then again, I could be wrong. So, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, at least in this part. Because I don't, I know her parents immigrated from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Her parents were David and Yuna Lam, and her family immigrated to Canada, where they would end up opening a restaurant in Burnaby, British Columbia. Okay. So they own a restaurant. Yeah. And Elisa was a student at the University of British Columbia, and she also had a sister named Sarah. Okay. 
I don't know if older or younger, but okay. she did have a sister. In the so. dock, did they talk to any of her family at all? No. Okay. But I don't know if they really wanted to talk about it okay. because obviously... Yeah. Documentaries are tricky. They, they're very tricky. I just went through a full class on them, mm-hmm. and I have some very strong opinions on different things with documentaries yeah. just because of what I've learned. Um, like, Because that's... Besides journalism, documentary is probably, like, another pathway I'd like to go. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me upset when, you know, they don't really talk to the families. Because then you don't know if the families are fully on board with it. Especially with, like, Hulu and Netflix lately. They're horrible. Especially Hulu, honestly. Especially Hulu. Because of the... Mm-hmm. What brings my brain is the Gabby Potato thing. Yes. Her family said... No. Yes. And there was another um, TikTok person. There, yes, it was another woman who was murdered. I cannot remember her name right I, now. I can't either. But, like, that is the worst thing in my yeah. brain. My As a, like, filmmaker, in my brain, even just, like, with the... I can't. I can't. With the families and all that. They don't consult the families it's first. It's not good. I mean, that's somebody who they love and they care for mm-hmm. and now you're exploiting them just because it's like money mm-hmm. like they're not even like doing it to talk about the case to bring awareness and like help us find them figure out what happened to them mm-hmm. they're doing it for the money like mm-hmm. <laughs> not good no but i honestly do think they probably did get the permission yeah because later there is a video with elisa in an elevator Mm -hmm. but we will get to that portion later on what actually happens in the video but her parents said that they could release that to the public like without any hesitation they agreed Mm -hmm. so they wanted to help get some type of yeah what happened to her daughter yeah no Mm -hmm. so they were totally on board they gave full permission to post it on the medias and they ended up might have gotten some type of Okay. They got a lot more information from when they did release the video. Okay. See, so. I haven't heard anything about this case in so long that the stuff I know may out- be outdated okay. to what you may have done and found in your research. So it's a lot of, honestly, what I found that wasn't related, that wasn't in the documentary or part, like different information. How do I put this? I was doing, like, first-hand research, like, on Google, just looking around. Mm-hmm. Some of it was completely different than documentary. Really? Like, dates. Dates. Okay. Like, originally, they said that she checked into the uh, hotel on the 26th when she actually checked in on the 28th. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I'm just going to kind of stick to the documentary because yeah. they had actual people who stayed in the hotel at the time. I think it really depends. Sometimes depends. the internet isn't very reliable right. especially some of these websites that's you, why that, like, you know are accessible so i mean the documentary that's where i went is yeah. because it seemed a lot more reliable with mm-hmm. information so i just went off of that okay for the most part so that was the tricky part about this case because there's so many ways that this case can go mm-hmm. that even when i was doing the research like i said when I was looking it up just on Google, some things were left out. Yeah. And some things were added on in the documentary. 
So when I was looking at it on Google, there was things that she said were left in the room or that there were left in the room. And one very important thing was not in that specific website. Okay. Which actually ties a lot of things into the case itself. Okay. So be careful where you're doing your research, people. That's all I've got. Mm-hmm. So shall we actually start, start? <laughs> yes, let's start, start. This case originally started on January 28th of 2013, where Elisa would check into the Cecil Hotel, which, as we said earlier, has a very interesting past. It has a repertoire. Big time. And I don't think she knew that at the time, mm-hmm. because she was a college student. She mm-hmm. doesn't really do much. Yeah, unless she's like us, yeah. then she wouldn't know. Right. Like, she's from out of the country. Yes. She's yes. not going to know anything different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's probably... It was cheap to cheap. stay there, too. Yeah. I did see like, that. They might have their rooms that are expensive where like people want to stay mm-hmm. because of things have happened there. But then they probably also have some very cheap rooms because of Skid Row. Yep. So... There's 15 floors on this place. There's yeah. 700 rooms. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. For L.A., that's huge. <laughs> that is very big. They're making bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they charge per room, especially at this time period. Yeah. But I would imagine. Well, there were shared bathrooms. There was shared rooms. Yeah. There was everything. So. Yeah. Well, is okay. I'll let you continue before I interrupt you again. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. So she was believed to stay there for about four days. Okay. So she booked it from the 20th to about the 1st. Okay. Around there. Give it t- she was supposed to check out on the first. Mm-hmm. So the this hotel is located in downtown Los Angeles, California. And early on in her stay, she was relocated from a shared room to a private room due to some odd behaviors mm-hmm. in quotations. So I don't know what those odd behaviors were. Yeah. So but something I knew is that her room was like a hostile type of room. Um hostile. Which, I don't know how to explain what a hostel is, but it's just, like, a place where a bunch of people stay together, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I knew that, and that's what I was going to say before, before I okay. stopped to let you talk. Um, so, she was relocated to a room that was basically, I would assume, by room. herself. Yeah. yeah. And she was last seen on in the hotel on January 31st. And this was also the last day that her parents would ever hear from her. Okay. So she was in regular contact with her parents because her parents made sure that, hey, if you're actually going to be going out of the country, we need to actually know where you are, which is a lot how my mom was when I went out to L.A. Yeah. She's like, text me constant updates. Even my boyfriend. Yeah. I was giving them constant updates of where we were when mm-hmm. we got home just to make sure we were okay. Yeah. Which every parent, I feel, should do. I feel, I mean, that's how when I go anywhere because I, I go some, I go like about two yeah. places a year i'm a big um leave the town randomly person and i mean i just my mom has my location first of all because okay. even around town i'd be getting nervous um mm-hmm. so but i'm just constantly sending pictures and like letting her know where where i'm at what am i what am i mm-hmm. doing because that's what you, I mean, you should do. I feel like, like especially if you're going somewhere that's not around you, you, yeah. you don't an have a parent with place. you. Yeah, an unfamiliar if place. If you're in an unfamiliar place, mm-hmm. you, yeah, keep up with somebody. Oh, for sure. Always let somebody know where you are. Yeah. Even, because you never know. Especially if you're by yourself. Yeah. But when I went to LA, I was with two of my good friends, mm-hmm. but I happened to be the oldest one. 
Yeah. And I was 21 mm-hmm. at the time. And even three about 20-year-olds going out yeah. to L.A. alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in Washington, I was literally with one of our professors mm-hmm. and three friends. And we were still just constantly yeah. texting our parents and then texting the professor where we because we were we were staying up pretty darn late mm-hmm. um, as college students. So we were like just constantly like, hey, we're by the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. So if you need us, we're here. So it's yeah. Giving landmarks is specifically a key. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. So. When Elisa's parents didn't hear from her, they automatically got a red flag mm-hmm. and automatically got into contact saying, hey, we haven't heard from her. We need help. So her laptop, wallet, and IDs were all left in the room. And these belongings were bagged and stored and could be stored for up to 30 days in the hotel. Okay. Her prescription medications were also left behind. That was what was left out of what I found on Google. Okay, okay. So... Later in this, I do say, or I'm supposed to say, that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So that's what her medications were for. Okay. And I think some more possibly, but the majority of them were for her bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. When staff went to go check the room, the room was noted as messy and that there was no foul play involved with the door. Okay. So there was no, like, forced entry on the door or anything. According to the documentary, everyone who was working the night of her disappearance was talked with. And also, according to an employee, she was always seen with a book. So that's how they knew she was a student. Okay. I mean, this had to have been a study abroad thing. I was thinking. Because it's January. Yeah. It's the beginning of a semester, you assume. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know. Okay. So I would assume I would she, assume it's a study abroad type thing. She was always with seen with the book. The timeline, the book, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And when talking with the night staff, they had seen Elisa in an area where guests were not allowed, and she was asked to leave the area. Okay. I don't know what area this was, okay. but in the Cecil, there's a lot of areas like that, I feel. It's big. It's a huge hotel. It's big. So, and when she was in the elevators last time she was last seen. Mm-hmm. And she was actually last seen going out of the elevator, going to the left. Okay. And uh, for the v- listeners, keep that in your brain, is that she went to the left mm-hmm. out of the the elevator. And it turns out that she was also all over social media, and Tumblr was her platform of choice. Mm-hmm. So she's like any... She ran a blog. Yeah, she was like uh, any teenager. She did teenager, lifestyle yeah, stuff. Teenager early college student, yeah. always on social media. Mm-hmm. And she used Tumblr almost like her diary, Yeah, which is what a lot of people do, mm-hmm. especially very, on Tumblr. It's, it's kind of outdated now. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr, was, I still use Tumblr, though. Mm-hmm. So, but This was back in 2013. And Tumblr was very, very big, popping off very in 2013. Big. And now it's more so Instagram and yeah. not as much Twitter anymore. I think Instagram's kind of, Instagram and like video stuff on TikTok mm-hmm. are like the big thing right now. Yeah. Um, but Tumblr was like the big thing mm-hmm. for like a, until like 2016, I say. Yeah. 2016, so. 2017, like early 2017. Yeah, I mean, um, in some of my classes still for like news writing mm-hmm. where we, I have to write news articles. Yeah. I'm a, a journalist and, um, 
he suggests we either make our Wix webpage or a Tumblr account. So mm-hmm. <laughs> still. So even yeah. it's a, still a resource for people. Mm-hmm. Police followed her Tumblr to see if they could find anything about her and her disappearance or may, where she might have went. So they found out that she had been to San Diego and then went to L.A. And during her trip, she went to a taping of a new TV show and other things. Eventually, the investigators saw that she went to a bookstore the day she ended up going missing. Mm -hmm. They went and talked to the staff at the bookstore and found out some more information about Elisa. The staff immediately recognized her when the police were talking with them as Elisa seemed very outgoing and that she was... Very, she was always talking with the staff, trying to figure out what book she should get mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So she seemed really outgoing with the staff. Yeah, like a, a sweet lady. Yeah. A sweet girl just living her life. And then she goes back to the hotel and then she vanishes. Okay. So the LAPD was very concerned and then went to the help of the public. And her family came to the States to help aid in the search as well. Her sister was also there. Okay. Her parents were... At the, um, what's the word? The press conferences with, like, the public and stuff, but they didn't actually speak. Okay. They didn't want to speak. They just were there. I mean, understandable. Right. Because. Their daughter's missing. In a different country. Mm -hmm. It is a different country. Oh, yeah. You know, so. And compared to Canada, Canada's a lot better than the United States. Yeah, with many things. Yeah. So I could see their concern. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't know if anything's going to be misconstrued with yeah. what they're going to say and everything like that. So while at the hotel, the investigators took to the security cameras to get some more information to see if they could find anywhere of where she was. And not all floors had cameras. Well, what you look at? That's not good. And this would include Elisa's floor that she was on. Okay. I don't know as why. A, as like a business place, uh, you know... You would think Somewhere that they would like have <laughs> cameras on every floor. Yeah. I'm, how do you be, especially like they got, this place has to have money, first of all, just because with people who like ghost hunting or, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, you know, they'll pay bucks to go there. This was back then, though. It was. It was. Okay. I guess it was. A, I feel like there was still, it still had that, you know, reputation mm-hmm. on a, di- a different level than it does now because, like, YouTube and podcasts yeah. were different than they are now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it still had, like, a reputation at that point. Yeah, because... For cer- a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. You know, a certain group of people. Like, they still had to have a little money. You would think. Like, how do you only be like, yeah, I only want a camera on this the floor, floor, but not that floor? And get this, the camera positioning wasn't even the best either. So the camera positioning sucked. And the quality of the footage sucked too. Okay. You saw the camera quality I've on the elevator. I've seen the elevator video. And we will post the video, but well, strongly, we strongly give a warning to everybody. It's triggering. Always. It's, yes. To the stuff. Um, we do post some pictures and everything from cases on mm-hmm. our Instagram as well as Facebook and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, we make posts for every episode. Um, so just a strong warning for this, even though it's late, we should have said it earlier. We do say it in our disclaimer. Yeah. But just we warn everybody for every episode and we only wish respect to everybody oh, for as sure. well. 
because we just want to find what mm-hmm. actually happened to her. She needs the closure. She needs her family needs closure. Yeah. She deserves just it just deserves justice. Yeah, and because there's still no telling of what actually yeah. happened. The video itself is pretty. It's hard to look at. It is pretty rough to see. It's something I saw. I completely had forgot about this case. Mm-hmm. Until Allison brought it up. Yeah. And then I didn't know we were going to cover it um, until, like, this week, like, Monday, Mm -hmm. when we were talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And then I accidentally watched or listened to a podcast about it. Okay. On, like, Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I feel like I keep interrupting you. But you know but some it's about so it too. so fresh in my head at the moment because yeah. I just listened to that podcast. Uh, Cult Leader by Spencer Henry, one of the best true crime podcasts. <laughs> Love Spencer. Okay, continue on. I would like to hear what you would have to say about this case. If you know something, yeah. go for it. Yeah. It's just the video is hard to watch. It is very hard. And it's rough that's just all i have i mean she's kind of like pacing she presses all the mm -hmm. buttons in the elevator yep and it's like it kind of looks like she's stressed out she yeah um like she may have been followed or it could be a lot of things it could be a lot of things she looks nervous yeah you know the pressing all the buttons and then the hand positioning that's what yes that's what like really Mm-hmm. Something was off from the yeah. get-go. Yeah. But there are some leads to why she might have done that later in this episode. Yeah. So, investigators sat there 20 hours a day trying to look through the footage to see if they could find anything. And they come to the elevator footage, and this is where she was first seen on the cameras in mm-hmm. general. And her behaviors were unusual, as we noted. In reviewing all the footage, they never saw her leave, like physically leave. So she never left the hotel. We know she never left the hotel. So as we said earlier, there's a lot going on at the hotel, especially when she was staying there, even before she stayed there. And the Cecil has a really rough history of weird things that happen left and right. Okay. A lot of drug stuff, a lot of not so great stuff. Let's just put it that way. There would be stabbings, there would be overdoses, suicide, arson was one. Arson? Yep. There was That's a, a different one that I haven't heard. There was a guy that tried to set the hotel on fire. Maybe he should have set the hotel on fire. <laughs> and there was many more things that happened there. And women even thought they were being spied on through the shared bathrooms. Hmm. Which would honestly not surprise me there. No. A shared bathroom would freak me out. Oh, yeah. Um, any th- if there's like a door through one room into another room, that's freaky. Um, we we had that happen to us in D.C. There was it was blocked off. Okay, like we opened we opened it because <laughs> we're like that. But then we were still nervous and we put our suitcases in front of the door. <laughs> well, we like yeah. piled our suitcases sure. in front of this door. Yeah, like even with just like this door that was blocked off, we were still like f that pushing our suitcases in front of the door shit i'm glad i'm surprised that when i went to la we didn't do that we didn't have a screen door on where we stayed so all we had was a door on the side of a street so you can like blatantly get in the door lately lately i've been pretty nervous staying places yeah but thank you to the movie barbarian (laughs) because that movie effed me up for weeks best horror movie of 2022 though really 
but I'll never stay in an Airbnb again. Airbnbs are tricky. Like, I like Airbnbs. I like having, like, a house Mm -hmm. on a trip, but F Airbnbs. I will never stay in an Airbnb again. It's scary. But if you want a good horror movie that, like, seems like something but then turns into something Mm -hmm. else, watch Barbarian. But F Airbnbs. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Okay. (laughs) So... Investigators do not think that Elisa was equipped enough to know what she had gotten into, let alone stay alone. She was alone this entire trip. I don't even know how. I'd be so nervous. Oh, me too. I don't like being alone. I don't either. Well, in my own like house, it's I love being fine. alone. I yeah. am a big person that likes their alone time. I agree. But like, if I, I don't even like, it took me. When, like, all my friends went to college and I started kind of living by myself, or not living by myself, but, like, not being with my friends every Mm -hmm. day, it took me a year to adjust to that. Like, I cannot go out and about by myself. No. If, even, like, when I'm staying at my my own house alone, I'm on edge. Yeah. Literally. So, like, if somebody else is home with me, I'm totally fine being alone by myself. If I know, like, I can open the door and see my mom in the room across, Mm -hmm. then I'm chilling. Yeah. But, like, the rare days that, like, my mom goes out Mm -hmm. and both my mom and my dad aren't home, I'm like... I hate it. I can't. Mm -mm. It's... I don't know how she's doing that by herself. She wanted to get away. Yeah. And I don't think she thought twice. Yeah. I don't know what kind of state she was in. I do know she had a history of depression. Mm-hmm. So that could be a little bit of like, hey, I need to get a long time. Leave me be. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been there too. It, and I, it happens to everyone yeah. at some point, you know. Yeah. But I couldn't. Mm-mm. I wouldn't go... Out of the country out alone. Out of the country, no. Like, I would go somewhere, like, to the store alone, or yeah, if I needed, I'd like, alone time. put but... my headphones in and walk around Target for two hours. Yeah. like... Yeah, for sure. Not leave the country and, mm-hmm. you know, hang out in another country. Yeah, I found out I hate flying in general. Really? I hate it. I don't mind it. I hate it. Oh, no. Um. So, I, would let, I wouldn't travel alone. I'm no. not good on a plane. I don't see... Even, as such a wanderlust person who wants to travel and, like, go to places, I literally can't by myself, mm-hmm. like, at all. Uh-uh. I couldn't even drive a car to see my boyfriend in, um, like, an hour and a half away mm-hmm. from where we live until this year. So what makes you think I'm going to get on a plane alone? Yeah, no. I so since there was a lack of cameras, police and investigators knew that they had to search the entire hotel to try and find her mm-hmm. room to room and everything in between that means closets that means bathrooms that means everything in the hotel everything. it got to the point where investigators thought she might have been taken out into a dumpster mm-hmm. like her body was dumped somewhere so they eventually brought in the police dogs and they were able to find a scent from elisa's room so this is like their first like lead okay okay and the dog would lead to a window where there was a fire escape and this is where the scent was lost okay so there are fire escapes yeah yeah. I just fire escapes. I mean, you th- you think it's like want the way that it looks in the movies, you know, a fire escape mm-hmm. that kind of has the stairs that go down and you, and you can go up and yep. wherever you can go ever. Yeah. Okay. So the investigators went and looked at the roof of the hotel and they searched for Elisa and evidence and nothing could be found. So they searched okay. the roof a little bit, but not like extensively i don't think they should have done extensively because well they didn't really think anything of it yeah but i mean a person's missing 
It's 2013. It is. It is. But there's more that went on during this case, too, that was, like, not related to the case that I'll get into. But, like I'm saying now, the following day, a different case came up to where a man Mm. who was targeting law enforcement would not stop killing until he was dead. So he was targeting the LAPD specifically. Okay. And Christopher Dorner, that was his name, was a former LAPD officer, and the LAPD was on attack from one of their own. Really? Yeah. So there was another case going on to where, like, one of their own, like, previously yeah. was going out. And, yeah. That's crazy. That's what the documentary said, at least. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So some would stay on the Dorner case, and four stayed on the Lisa case. Four is... Four investigators. Okay. The police would end up releasing the video to the public to help try and find answers to see what the public would see. Okay. And they did get the parents' permission, and the parents did not hesitate and said to release the video, which all respect to them. All respect to them. Once released to the public, this is when the people started to notice a lot of things that the investigators Mm -hmm. didn't, which I would think they were up 20 hours a day looking through footage. They wouldn't... No. Four hours of sleep is not good for anybody. No. Especially Especially for... Yeah, a police investigator. You like, need a fresh brain to look at things. Yes, or else you won't notice no. what is going on. So, in the video, Lisa would look out of the the elevator, go to and go in and out of the elevator, go back in, but like a, in a weird stepping form, almost like like a box step and a square dancing type thing. Okay. Could you kind of see that? Yeah, yeah. And she would uh, start to press buttons and then leave the elevator. But the weird thing is, is that the elevator would never shut. Okay. After all the buttons were pressed. So when she left the elevator, she was moving her hands almost like she was trying to conjure a spirit almost. Like. Yeah. Like her hands were like almost. How do you describe? I don't know how you would. Dis- I don't. Almost like. I hate to put it this way, but did you ever play Sims? Yes. You know, the weird walk of. Um. It's like kind of like the spooky walk where you can set. Yeah. That's kind of how I would describe it. Okay. Is how, in when you're in The Sims, well, I can see now that you're like talking. She was kind of moving like mm-hmm. not even just the arms, but she was kind she was of moving. moving like a sim. Kind of, yeah. In all, just in general, yeah. Um, not e- like yes, that part, but like just the way she was walking and moving mm-hmm. and back forth, back forth. Yeah, and yeah, there was something wrong. I don't know. Do you know what walk I'm talking about? I don't remember what it's, it's called. It's like the spooky walk. Yeah. I just interrupted Tegan. Yeah, um, she did. My our bud Luca, who's literally he's my coworker, but he's a he's a friend. friend. But he's in the other room, mm-hmm. and he's just sending me pictures. When he knows we're doing. When this. he knows we're he literally like knows we're in here. Mm-hmm. No, he's he's him. He's unique. He's he's Luca. He is Luca. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was moving like a, she, my stomach. Oh. Oh. She angry. My stomach just made the most. It was aggressive. Aggressive noise. Mm-hmm. It's ever made. <laughs> um, So when you're in creative sim, the walk, it's like the spooky walk. That's basically how her hands were. They were like almost kind of limp, but like she was moving them. In front them. of her. Yeah, in front of her, but moving them. Like in a circular motion, yeah. like in and out, kind of like a bicycle when you're like pedaling, kind of like yeah. that. And she was acting like she was trying to, like acting like somebody. She was twisting and turning. She counted her fingers. 
even, and then she exited the elevator to the left and was not seen again. So the elevator also then closes, which is weird because it doesn't close after like an amount of time after she pressed them, mm-hmm. which is odd. Yeah. So the door opens back up and nobody was there. So it closes, okay. stays there for a little bit, and then opens. So it doesn't move. Okay. So like she just like, that's like just where she vanishes. Yeah, she goes off to the left and then she's gone. Okay. That's the last like footage of her uh-huh. because of the lack of cameras and positioning of cameras and everything. Yeah. They had, that's horrible of mm-hmm. them to not have cameras i like i mean it's not required of places you would think in a hotel it should be required of places but like you would think the owner or whoever handles that stuff is like yeah there needs to be cameras on every floor and like the owner of this hotel knows that till this point there's Mm -hmm. been weird stuff that happens there so you think, you know, as time goes on, there's reinforcements that have been made. But no, no. They actually had an old manager speaking on this case on the documentary. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if she spoke really anything about why, but she was yeah. a manager. She's not like one of the higher ups. So. Yeah. You A higher up, you'd think, you would, would think. be like. You would think. But you would think would be like, hey, yo. Yeah. There's weird things that be happening here. So mm-hmm. let me. Like, you know, get some more cameras because you never know. You never know. So, obviously, many were drawn to the story because they all wanted to figure out what actually happened to this woman. Yes. So, everybody everybody wanted to find her alive. Yeah. Everybody, which, obviously, everybody would. Mm-hmm. And this video would get everywhere because of how bizarre it was, and the video went viral. This case even went international. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this was the case. That kind of started bringing attention to the Cecil. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's why everybody wants to stay there now. Yeah. It's hard to get there now. When you think of the Cecil, this and a few other things Mm. is what come to mind. Like Richard Ramirez. Like Richard Ramirez, the the Night Stalker, um, who stayed there. The Black Dahlia, Mm -hmm. who every... If you love true crime, you know the story of the Black Mm -hmm. Dahlia. Like, that's, you know... One of the craziest kind of cold cases there is. Mm-hmm. So, and if you guys don't know, she stayed there a few days after they found her. Yeah. So, yep. and then Richard Ramirez, he's a well-known serial killer. Yep. Who's the also Night known Stalker. as the St- Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. And he would stay there, and then in between his the nights, he would go and find his own victims. Yes. Yes. So, so little intel on that. A little intel. So it wasn't for another 19 days where Elisa's body would finally be found. Mm-hmm. Her body was found on February 19th, 2013. Mm-hmm. And February 19th is my brother's birthday. Happy birthday to the homie. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that we're doing this case because, I mean, it's January. Yeah, and it's coming up on how many? And this this case will, this episode will be posted on January the 28th, mm-hmm. which is the anniversary of when she disappeared. Or checked in. Yeah. Checked in. Checked in. Mm-hmm. Of, is the anniversary of when she checked in. Mm-hmm. That's... That's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. So, the water pressure at this time, like, between when she was disappeared... When she went missing from, mm-hmm. like, the first until then, 
the water pressure was very low and the guests were concerned about this because mm-hmm. obviously if you're staying at a hotel you're gonna want decent water pressure if you're paying yeah. a pretty penny for it yeah so when the water came out it was actually discolored and had a brown tint to it mm-hmm. guests were brushing their teeth with this water they were showering they were some were drinking it yeah. and it even said that the water had a weird taste to it oh. so maintenance would go and check this out after being asked by hotel staff yeah and the water would go um and the faucet would make a noise to where it would eventually stop and this is where the maintenance people would actually get like really concerned on what's going on Mm -hmm. because obviously if it like runs for a little bit it's brown i would get concerned then but if it would like eventually stop that's weird that is weird so the water faucet would make a noise where it would stop. There were four water tanks on the top of the hotel, so the staff thought it was weird that the water would not work because there was so much water. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a place like this with 700 rooms. Yeah. They gotta have a lot of water. Oh, yeah. So there was a ladder on top of the roof to get into the tanks, like each, like, individual. I yeah. think each individual one had, like, some type of ladder, or they had one ladder to where you would have to climb to pipes. Okay. To get to the other ones. So staff would go up and look into the tanks, and this is where Elisa would be found. So she was found in the water tank. Mm-hmm. She floated up to the surface, and was it was described that she almost looked like a ghost. And she was face up. She wasn't face oh. down. Yeah. Okay. So she was in the water tank for about 19 days. Oh, wow. I can't imagine how she may have looked. Because water deteriorates. It gets worse. When police were notified, there were about at least 100 people on the roof trying to, like 100 people's like staff trying to figure something out on what actually, yeah. like I would assume coroners and everybody. Elisa was naked when she was found. Okay. In the tank. Yeah. And her clothes were at the very bottom of the tank. Okay. In the video, she's, like, in, like, a red sweater. Mm-hmm. She was in, like, a, like, skirt, cargo pants, kind of. Maybe. I don't, they're black, like, knee length. It's been a while since I saw the video, but. That's what she was found in, was okay. those clothes. So, after the news was released to the media, this is where people would go to the hotel to try to figure out what happened to her. Yeah. Throughout this, people were trying to figure out what floor Lisa was on when she was in the video. Yeah. And they did find out she was on the 14th floor. Okay. In the video itself, which is one floor below the roof. Okay, Because there's 15 15. floors. And they found that out because when she pressed the 14, it automatically, the light went off. And you know when you're in Mm -hmm. an elevator, if you press the floor you're on, it's going to not go yeah it's gonna light up and then it's gonna go that's how they found out that we have that experience every time we get into the elevator yeah because i literally hit the floor Mm -hmm. we're on every time Mm -hmm. i don't even know why it's just it just how it happens yeah Uh, what floor did she stay on did you do you know that i think the fifth okay but i could be mistaken take what i'm saying with a grain of salt there because i could be very wrong there yeah um when going to the left on that floor, it would lead to a window with a fire escape. Okay, okay. 
And in the documentary, they described how it was. So it, it was gated until about the 15th floor mm-hmm. where it was just like bare. So you could easily like fall off to your desk. Even the um, roof didn't have any type of railing or anything. So you can easily just yeah. fall off. Yeah. Investigators had learned that the fire escape was not the only way up to the roof. There was also a staircase that would lead up to the roof as well. But you need a key to deactivate the alarm that's okay. there. So it's a staff-only type thing. Yeah. And during around this, like I said, Elisa did struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually know what happened to Elisa. We don't know. It was ruled as an accidental drowning. Okay. By the... No, autopsy, coroner. Coroner. But some people think it was a suicide. Some people think it was a psychotic break. I mean, it honestly could go. It can go any way. Any way. But what's weird is there could, between the water and, because there's a lid to actually like open up the water tank. There's a considerable amount of space. She wouldn't be able to close that by herself. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, I mean, that's why a lot of people are thinking it's like a murder. It seems like a murder to me, mostly because it looked like she was trying to get away from somebody Mm -hmm. and her she was naked. She was naked when she was found. When she was found. It's not like, you you know, she could have like got up there herself and like taken her clothes off and threw them Mm -hmm. in. But also that just doesn't seem right. No. And then, because she was in water, water destroys evidence of, you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. And it deteriorates the body mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know. So, to me, it seems more murder-esque. But you never know. No. You know, which is sad. And, you know, because of the lack of evidence or whatever may, you know, we may not have on this case. No video, no, mm-hmm. you know. It's all we, up in the air. Nobody, you know, will know. Where I'm kind of leading towards is I think she was on a psychotic break. Okay. Because, well, let me get to the autopsy. Yeah. So the, when the autopsy came back, there was not any type of illicit drug or alcohol in her body. Mm-hmm. When she passed. The only drugs that were found in her system were those that she was taking for her bipolar disorder. Uh Uh-huh. However, there was a lower amount compared to what she had been taking. Yeah. This suggests that she was undertaking her medications. So, where I have seen, like, a little bit of information, but I don't know if this is completely true. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I was looking it up, it said that... She had a history of when she didn't have taken, like, the majority of her meds or didn't yeah. take a full dosage. She imagined that somebody was following her. Really? Okay. And, I mean, not to say anything about medications and stuff, but pe- sometimes people really need them. Yeah. Um, but I have a family history mm-hmm. of um, somebody in my family who has some mental issues mm-hmm. and stuff, and they get off their medication for, you know, everything, Mm -hmm. and they start having these hallucinations hallucinations and issues and stuff like that. Because they're off their medicine, because the medication changes your brain Mm -hmm. um, chemistry. Yeah, or, like, how it 
yeah wants to run yes so i i do believe that and i you know when you're switching your medications and stuff mm-hmm. you really have to be careful with that stuff oh, for because sure. it can mess you up and then you know you'll never be the same even when i was on birth control i was on three different birth controls in like 3 years yeah and you're not even no three different in like what five years because i was on the same one for like three years and then i moved on to a different one Mm -hmm. that was working for the time but then it was really expensive yeah and then i stopped taking it and then i was on another one that immediately changed my mood i was so sad yeah my emotions were everywhere yeah medications really can they're scary yeah they are scary So that's why I'm on the fences. I do think that it was a psychotic break, and mm-hmm. she thought somebody was following her, and she used the water tank to escape. Yeah. But how does the lid shut? Yeah, and I mean, it's industrial. you mm-hmm. got to imagine that that lid is heavy. Heavy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I have no clue. This is so, it's so crazy. I do think that she did think that somebody was... Yeah, in following the her elevator video she she looks like she's concerned yes and so that makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. even with the hair movements that can be another yeah like not withdraw symptom but like another symptom of not fully taking your medicine mm-hmm. is that something can happen in your brain to where it makes it work some way and then you do some weird stuff yeah or what can be considered weird stuff yeah which is, could be the hand movements. Yeah, there's a documentary that I cannot remember the name of, but it talks about how medications will change the brain chemistry, mm-hmm. especially, like, mental health medications um, and medications for, like, ADHD and mm-hmm. stuff. And so, I mean, they're scary. They are scary. Yeah. And so I can see where you're coming from. Like I said, it can be literally any way and we you know we won't know won't know which is sad yeah because i mean the family won't get closure Mm -mm. which they deserve at least they know that she was found she was found and i mean that is some but her story's not over no her story's not over and it may never be over no uh which is really sad it is very sad a lot of people are leaning towards that she was murdered or she was actually being followed and yeah. that there were, or there was a second party involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, she was she did have a history of depression. Mm-hmm. You can have a depression episode. Yeah. At any point. Literally any point. There's so many things that could have happened mm-hmm. to her in this period of time. Yeah. And I think the two most plausible things are the psychotic break Mm -hmm. or some type of murder. I don't think it was an accidental drowning. I don't. I don't think it was accidental. No. It's, I just can't fathom somebody climbing up there. That's where I'm getting stuck. I can't fathom her climbing up there and doing that at all. Not when she's out by herself, unless she was under the influence mm-hmm. of her brain or was undertaking her medicine. Yeah. Which 
with her autopsy, she was undertaking her medicine. Yeah. So we want to pick your brains on what you guys think happened. Yeah. This is very... I'm looking up a picture of the water tank right now because I just wanted to see how it... Okay. Okay. So maybe... So the water tank lid is not how I thought it looked. I'll post a picture of the water tank because it's just like a little box. Mm -hmm. It's a box of like... Yeah. So she definitely could have done it herself. So that makes... That clears it up a little bit in my head now that I see a picture of how it looks. She would have to do it on her way down though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Because it's a water tank. It, you can imagine. There's probably not a ladder in there. Like No, there's a, not. Like, there's not. It's like a drop. Mm-hmm. It's a drop. Okay. That's why it's like picking my brain. Like, you would have to think you're being chased. And that would be a decent hiding spot, I would think. Nobody would look in there. No, no. If you thought you were being chased. But it's like, you got to think, how am I going to get out of here? She might not have. She, she might not have. She, she, it was definitely fight or flight. If yes, it was. It was. And, I mean, you're not thinking. You're when not going to fight think. or flight is kicked in. So you're probably not thinking that. Mm-mm. You're thinking but I'm going to get just, away from this now and save my life, but yeah. in reality, you're stuck. Yeah. Okay. Oh my! This is, is insane. It's just odd it is very odd and i don't know best wishes to her family oh for sure because you know they're not healing from this no because they don't know and they knew their daughter so much yeah they knew that as soon as she wasn't picking up calls or anything that something happened Mm -hmm. so now i'm looking at pictures and i'm like going quiet sorry (laughs) The, um, well, that was the case. That was the case. Very sad case. Very, very sad. I finished my research this morning mm-hmm. on it, and it was rough. I can imagine. I highly recommend um, that you guys watch the documentary, though. It's on Netflix, especially you. I definitely will hop on that because I'm curious. But I have this thing where sometimes I can't get into, like, the documentaries of certain things it's weird you'll get into this one or when they do like a remaking of or like um what is it called like a where somebody plays the people like a tv series Mm -hmm. acted out you know like a reenactment of i hate yeah those are i hate i hate i hate i hate those aren't great i hate shows like that like the watcher on netflix about the watcher house I can't stand when they do that. Or they did another. Their Dahmer was okay. I heard it was bad. I was okay. I made it through like four episodes and then I stopped. I know that some of it was false, mm-hmm. which is what turned me off of it. Cause yeah. I mean, the, the um, you know, movie magic, TV show magic. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm googling things now, so you just gotta ignore me. But this episode's almost over anyway, so mm-hmm. and it's an hour and eight minutes long. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We was talking today. Anywho, anywho, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Nothing but respect to family. For again, mm-hmm. um, we wish you all the best in your new year. Yes, for sure. Um, follow us on our social media as we mentioned they'll be linked in the description Mm -hmm. and we'll link the documentary 
in the description as well. Yes, we will. There, it's a four-part series. Yes. So be wary of that. It's four hours total, I okay. believe, around that. That's not bad, It's though. an hour an episode. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. That's not bad. And if I can sit through that, y'all can sit through that. Because yeah. I can't th- sit through sh- I can say shit. I'm going to say shit. I cuss all the time on here. It's okay. We're fine. It's fine. Chilling. I can sit through an hour of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, more... Like, I don't like movies. Yeah. I that's, hate movies. I literally... I don't... I need something... It's not short and sweet, but movies, you know, you watch everything in two hours, and then you're done, and mm-hmm. that's why I watch movies. I can't do that. You get a full story in two hours, and then you're chilling, you know? See, I need, like, an hour, and then process the information, and then mm-hmm. I'm good. Which is what The Walking Dead was to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what Drag Race is to me. I see that. I don't... I used to be able to binge watch shows, and this is a whole other tangent on this mm-hmm. episode full of tangents. It's okay. Um... I used to be able to, like, knock out some sh- shows. I have the hiccups now, so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I used to be able to knock out shows, and now I just can't. I don't know why. Because we're so used to school. Yeah. So that's why I watch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that's all we got think, for this one. I think this is where we leave you guys for the week. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Anywho, one of the longer episodes today, but... Heck yeah. The talkies. It's okay. okay. We're fine. It's okay. It's fine. We're fine. Anywho, we will see you where we see you. In the next one. In the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.